Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Jimmy. Me, Ollie. And me, Bob. In this week's episode of the pod, we're going to talk about the Fulham game, we're going to touch on the West Brom game, we're going to talk about fan reactions on social media, we've got some quick fire questions and we're going to look ahead to QPR as well. So enjoy! Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, instead of faffing with a load of shite conversation like me and you did last week, Jimmy, I'll just get straight into the housekeeping. I enjoyed no, it last uh, week. You don't want to listen back to it, mate. I enjoyed listening back to last week's pod. It was, to uh, be fair, I I, I I enjoyed it as well. I stopped listening after Southport was mentioned. Oh, yeah, Southport. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Good pod, I thought. Uh, held it together nicely, you two, last week. I got grief about that, you know. Did you? <laughs> I got two or three tweets saying Southport isn't full of old people, so I was like, all right, okay. It is, though. It is full of old people, yeah. It's just a it's a, fact, a, matter, it's a matter of fact. There we go, I'll get there in the end. Yeah. Um, but it's a good night out, I reiterate that. I'm going again with my mates in a few weeks, I think. It is a few decent bars, and, yeah. I'm not sure how we're talking about Southport again, but here we are. <laughs> here we you are. Mentioned, you mentioned it, Ollie. Yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, before we get into it, just the usual bit here, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, and we're actually working on a, a sponsorship for the podcast, but if you are still interested, then you can email us on fromthefinney at gmail.com. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Early question for Ollie from a couple of people on Twitter. Is it true you're a Liverpool fan? Oof, who's that off? Uh, I've, seen, I've seen a couple of people tweeting it. Yeah, massive Liverpool fan, yeah. Yeah, massive. Born and bred scouts, aren't you? Well, I've been to about 300 P&E games and one Liverpool game, so yeah, no contest. Yeah, yeah. people are genuinely asking quick, that. Quick shout out to Uni of Liverpool, though. Best three years of my life. My dad, my dad's born in Anfield as well, to be fair. So, And Jordan Henderson's player of the season. But apart from that, I love P&E. They've fallen off the cliff, haven't they, Liverpool, since Henderson's got injured? Yeah, <laughs> precisely. They'd be bottom of the league if Henderson hadn't played all season. Maybe a little bit too far, but yeah. <laughs> also a Pep Guardiola fan. 13 wins from 14 cup finals after today. I can I can back you up on that. I've never met anyone that's as much of a fan of a single person as you are. Yeah. Of Pep Guardiola, obviously. Yeah. I love him more than my dad, to be fair. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. yeah, the West Brom game on Tuesday night. <laughs> We didn't really lay a glove on him, but I don't really know what people expected from us, in all honesty. The difference, the difference is the two front fours. Mm. Their front four was unbelievable against ours. That was the nested difference in, the, in between the two teams. If we had their front four, we'd have, we'd have given them a right game. Yeah. yeah. 
Look at them right off the bench as well. Oh, frightening. Rizzi, Phillips, Charlie Austin. So that's a that's a lower that's a lower half, lower bottom half Premier League like attacking attacking unit really. Easily. Um, I know what people are saying though. Should have given it a bit more of a go, but options are quite limited up front to be fair, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we only. Well, Nugent against that back line, he's never going to have any joy. And then he just struggled all game. And then even with uh, Stockley, he didn't get a look in. But uh, by, by that time, anyway, it was game was over with Fisher. Fisher was off. I mean, we played actually some better, better football when we went down to 10 men. Like we, I thought that. Yeah. When we had the ball in the middle, we passed it around quite neatly. Um, and we looked all right. We just didn't have anything in the final third. But we actually played. We weren't as bad as people are making out. But it just, it was the, yeah, the difference was the, the two attacking lines. We were just completely, they were another class. Yeah. I think when he, when he conceded a goal that early against against West Brom, you can't really force the issue because they'll just cut you open on the break, won't they? So yeah. we didn't really find a balance of trying to control the game, trying to get back into the game. And then yeah, obviously that, uh, when Fisher got sent off, it was game over, really. Yeah. I think that's why we looked better with 10 men, though, because the letters have the ball. That, you yeah. know, they, they, they were quite happy just for us to have the ball, you know, move it around. And then as soon as we lost the ball, that's when they looked dangerous. And obviously, they the ball late on as well. Yeah. That kept us in the game first half uh, Tuesday night. You know, he yeah. had a really, really strong first half. Callum Robinson ran the game. You know, it, it, was, it looks like he's a better player now than he was when he was with us. Mm. And he's only been gone, what, six months? But he's just got that. That spark about him. I don't yeah. know if it's just playing us or, or what, but yeah, it looked, he was a real handful. Um, he was up for it, yeah. I think yeah. If, if Sheffield if Sheffield United played a 4 2 3 1 or a 4 3 3, I think he'd have played quite a lot in the Prem. He's yeah. just not really suited their system, but he's, he's top class at this level, isn't he? Yeah. He's unreal. But, Could uh, you see him moving to West Brom on a perm in the summer? If he did to get promoted, but yeah. I think based on Chris Wilder's comments when he went out, it would be unlikely, I think. But he's fitting well there, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Things change as well, don't they? He's never going to fit in with Sheffield United system, though. He scored a decent goal against uh, that one against Chelsea, and it looked like after that he might get a bit of momentum, but it just hasn't really clicked. Uh, He He looks all right, but... He was just consistently in and out of the side, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, He got a little injury. He couldn't get get back in after that. Yeah. He'll definitely get another shot. I don't, well, West Brom are going up, aren't he? So either way, he'll be at Sheffield United or West Brom next season. Yeah. So he'll have a little shot at the Prem. He if, it if, he well. goes, if he goes to West Brom, he'll be closer to his family and closer to home and stuff like that, won't he? Yeah. Um, a, couple of things, a couple of other things from Tuesday night. You know, if you look at the goals we conceded, it's a bit, a little bit poor by um, Andrew Hughes for both goals for me. He's he's complete. He's if you watch the second one back, because obviously Ben's been pulled out to left back. He's just he, when he's covering it, he's just a shambles. Mm. Um, it's just not. He's just caught out of position badly, and yeah. Ben Davis won't have t- many tougher games than what he had against Harbabs and Carney. He mm. was a right handful. He yeah. bullied him all night. To be fair, I've not seen I've yeah. not seen Ben Davis get pulled about a pitch like he did. You know, yeah. season that is. You know, and it wasn't that Ben played badly. It, it was just that Robson Carney was on it, and he absolutely bullied him. Yeah, so, fair to uh, say, worst game of the season, I'd say, Ben Davis. Yeah, it's, it's up there. And yeah. the two balls in from Robinson were just 
unreal. Uh, just completely pulled, you know, slightly like scythe does open, and then yeah. I mean, but for the second one, they should never have that time to chest the ball down mm. and pick out that finish. We just weren't close enough. But then that's just testament to the quality of the ball in as well from Robinson. Yeah, one on his left, one on his well, one on his right, one on his left was the correct way that it happened, wasn't it? Yeah. Just shows he's, he's again without wanting to focus too much on a foot on the player. Despite how good he is, it just shows his quality. Yeah, I think the second goal doesn't happen if Hughes doesn't get caught out of position in the first place because he's got mm. caught field. Yeah, I think if you have your natural back four there, I don't think the goal happens because Ben Davis would have read the ball, the chest down. It, you know, because that goal wouldn't have happened if we had our natural back four in position. Yeah, because mm. well, we've got you know because. And it's such a killer time to concede as well. You know, 90 seconds before the break. Mm. It's, um, yeah. We don't, I think if we go in at 1-0, it potentially is a little bit of a different game second half. But going at 2-0, it's just a killer blow. And mm. we were never we were never going to get back in the game at that point. Yeah. But it can happen, can't it? it? Against good teams like that, it can happen. It's just one of them, yeah. I think. Yeah. They are a good side. Yeah. You know, there's no question in that. They might have got beat yesterday against Wigan, but yeah. I'm not, Don't, those know. results you get, you get five or ten of those results every season across the board. I think Wigan have won three, three of the last thirty or so away games. They beat Leeds away twice and West Brom away. Mm. It's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Oh so, yeah, because they, they did Leeds the end of last season and start of this season, didn't they? Yeah, they've done Leeds twice away and uh, yesterday, but it, it it's a crazy league and it will come onto it in a bit. I, I think, but. Teams just can't win games really as much as people probably think they can. I'm following on from Ollie's point. Like we've seen at the bottom now, Stoke looked like they were pulling clear, Middlesbrough looked like they were pulling clear, and all of a sudden they're right back in it. Like there's like now a choice out of about six to seven teams that all are sucked back into the relegation battle. Luton have won a few, Barnsley, um, Wigan, you know, there are mm-hmm. quite a few of them down there picking up points. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's bigger. Well, than, I, I genuinely think it's bigger. I think there's probably nine teams that could go down still because you've got Derby's FFP ruling to come. You've got Chef Wednesday's still to come because obviously the first yeah. hearing of that was last week. Yeah, now, you're looking at Derby could get a 21 point penalty they reckon, and that'll put them yeah. that'll put them bottom. Yeah, uh, it's just it's it's so wide open at the minute down there, and you know Middlesbrough going into the bottom three yesterday, and I think it's if you look at the table now, I think it's anyone. Derby down, and then you can add in Chef Wednesday. Hull and Borough are in big trouble, I think. Yeah. Can't win a game. Yeah, Hull. Yeah. Wigan have Wigan have won three in a row, have they? Luton have yeah. won a few. Wigan have won three in a row. Barnsley have won three of the last five. Luton have won three of the last five, and drawn one in that as well. Yeah, Stoke are getting harder to beat as well. So I think I think Hull they're just dropping like a stone. I think Hull. Um, one draw in the last five games. And then the other defeats, yeah. I think, I always think with Borough, they got too many good players, but obviously not. Yeah, Tell you what, we're going to run a bloody good run there. They're unbeaten in five now. Mm. One, one, they were shocking. One, when we went there, they were shocking, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Mad league, crazy league. Is that a lad back in it, left back for him? That yeah, Robinson. I think he's come back in. Uh, I don't know, actually. I think he was going to come back in after our game, wasn't he, but... I think he was on the bench when we played him, wasn't he? No, he's yeah. in the stand. He's in the stand, oh, yeah. Keith Moore's on fire, though, isn't he? That, did you see that goal? The way it was just a, sort of a flick. It was just yeah. pure clan. Yeah, good player, I think. Him. Yeah. We said that on the pod, didn't we? He was, yeah. he was a right. Well, as soon as he took him off against us, it was game over. 
Yeah. Best best thing they could have done for us. Thought Tom um, Hughes was a bit of a handful as well, and then when he went off, game changed as well. So yeah, yeah, he's out for the season, isn't he now? Yeah. Is he? I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, out for the season. Yeah. I think they're in big trouble. Huh? Yeah, well, especially with that that news as well about Tom Hughes. Prob- no. They, they probably thought they were safe when they were selling Bowen and Grizzly. They thought they probably had enough. I mean, in fairness, it is a bit of an unprecedented run of form that they've been on. They've not won in like what twelve games or something stupid. Yeah, but it can happen when you take when you've not got many good players like they've not. You take two two of the best players in the league out, and that can happen. Yeah. Can't. As well yeah. as the injury, like because they got hit by a massive injury crisis at the same time, didn't they? It was like yeah, a yeah. few defenders were out only as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah they've not mean, not won in the two draws in the last six. Two draws in the last ten. The yeah. bottom of the bottom of the farm table. Yeah. Mental, isn't it? As soon as as soon as you're on that downward slide, then it's it's really it's hard, hard to stop. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember it might have been on Sky after the Leeds game yesterday. Someone was saying that they fancied the likes of Luton and Barnsley Wigan to to pull themselves away from it because <clears throat> they've been in the battle all season, they're used to it, whereas teams like Hull, maybe like Huddersfield, could get sucked into it a bit more. Yeah. Haven't haven't been in that all season and, and will perhaps struggle to come to terms with what it's like to battle against relegation. Yeah. Which, uh, there's a lot of obviously a lot of a lot of teams are gonna play teams around top six as well. So obviously we've got we've still got Huddersfield and Luton, haven't we? Yeah. Maybe one other. So it's it's going to be a massive end to the season, into the running well, now, aren't we, really? Talk, talking of games against the top six, um, Fulham yesterday, it, it was it was a good start. I'd say we were comfortably on top for the mm-hmm. most part. I thought, mate, I've not seen the replays. I, I think from what I've read online, it, it was tight with the offside goal. Yeah, well, I, just, I think it just maybe pulled a little bit and, too soon and... Um, Fulham, I think Fulham held the line quite well. It was close. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was offside, to be fair. It's yeah. the yard for me. Yeah, I think, I think it was just... I think it was offside. Got a feel for Shawnee. Yeah, it's just not going, is it? It's just not no. going to go in. 15 nah. games around the goal now. Yeah. To be fair, I think he's played well in a few games, but I think he was quite poor yesterday. I thought it was, I thought yeah. it was a tell of two halves yesterday across the board, to be honest. I thought McGuire yeah. did well first half. Yeah. So did Barky, so did Potts. Yeah, I thought Potts. I thought yeah. Potts was good. I've seen a few comments about Potts after the game yesterday, but I thought he did well, to be honest. Yeah, I did. So, oh, yeah. Could have easily scored a couple, couldn't he? Yeah, he's very progressive. He get he's just such a direct runner. Yeah. Um, he's not the quickest in terms of acceleration, but mm. when he gets going, he's got such like long strides and he just yeah. so strong and he's just like he's a bit like a train, like he's just so hard to stop, but I think yeah. um, I think it's just a case of I don't know maybe just lacking a bit a little bit of confidence in terms of like final ball but um, no yeah he had a good game alongside Brown I thought them two together uh, a lot of energy and Brown was getting box to box quite a lot um, had a few touches in the box uh, he did uh, Brown did well marking Kearney as well uh, for the first half especially so I think them two together um, yeah they looked all right. Yeah, I thought it was all right yesterday, Brown. I don't, I don't normally like him in that slightly deeper role, but I think he's improving as, see, as a footballer. See, I'm going to slightly disagree. I thought Arthur and Kearney absolutely ran the show, especially second half. I think, they yeah. Bossed the game. They bossed the game. It, it, you, think, we just couldn't get near him it, because they, they were so quick with what they did. 
It literally yeah. it was two touch all the time in in the feet, out of the feet straight away. Yeah. And having that three in midfield, that Brown, DJ and Potts, whilst they all worked hard, we absolutely massively missed person. Yeah. No one to break no one to break up play, no one to dictate the tempo of the game. Yeah. So second half, the game just it fell into Fulham's hands because we had nobody that could put the foot on the ball pretty much yeah. and just then dictate like a galley. Yeah. You know, even if you had galley on the pitch yesterday, um I know he's missing with illness, but you've got then someone who can put the foot on the ball and actually control what we're doing. Because without Pearson and Galley, we just we hadn't a clue second half what to do mm. because them two. And to be fair, they're, they're lower Premier League players, aren't they? You know, Arter's played for Bournemouth for God knows how long. Kearney, you know, should be in the Premier League because yeah, he yeah. has that see about him. But them two ran it, sec- especially second half. I thought first half, though, you take any of them them chances that we had that were blocked or, you know, Brown, Brown's the only player who's had shots on target yesterday. Um, you take them chances, you're probably in the game. You know, if we go 1-0 up, I think it's a different game because you saw what, what yeah. happened when Fulham went 1-0 down against Barnsley. They overcommitted. <laughs> And Barnsley just caught them on the break. Yeah. You know, and that's our game. That is how we play. You know, we especially away from home. We're a counter-attacking team. Barky up against that big oath, that Adoy, then I'm not being funny, but he had the better of him all first half. Mm. Second yeah, half, no. we just didn't get the ball to him. Like, the, what, amount times, the amount of times Barky got in behind in the first half and like got to the byline and pulled it back across. And that's where that's where all our that's where a lot of our chances came from. Barky getting in behind and putting it across. Yeah, yeah. Second, Second off, off, yeah. We just didn't get, the, we didn't get the ball to him. We've let yeah. that Adoy absolutely. Adoy's pushed on. He's, he's, if you look at how high Adoy's played yesterday, it's just took Barky out of the game. It's just second half. I think we were piss poor. Mm-hmm. That's just me being honest. I think you know. I think we we sort of let let ourselves down second half yesterday because that isn't us. You know, we 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 just look clueless. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I, I agree. I completely agree with that. The subs just. The, the subs with Neil seem to go one way or another. They seem to make a big impact or no impact at all. Yeah, like you wouldn't it's, even notice they're on the pitch sometimes, would you? Yeah. Dockley yeah. frustrated me a bit yesterday when he came on because he just seemed to be reverting back to his like self at the start of the season, whereby he was just he was going for the headers, but he's just going down so easy and like crying out for fouls every time. And you just want him to just he won a couple, but he just you know, he just wasn't. He didn't really make an impact at all. Yesterday, I think. To me. I think with Stockley, it's as simple as if he has the beating of a centre back, he'll he'll have a great game. If he's up against a decent Championship centre back, he won't. He won't really make an impact. Yeah, out of the sixteen aerial battles at their back line yesterday, their two centre halves won ten of them. Yeah, four Stockley won two. Yeah. There I think it. it. I think it's that black and white with Stockley. To be honest, I think that's the kind of level that he's at. I wasn't expecting him to make an impact because they're two good centre backs. Hector's yeah. probably the best. I argue, he, I'd argue he's probably the best centre back in the league. Hector. Yeah, he's definitely uh, up there. Yeah. Very good him yesterday. Yeah. One of the things I would say about yesterday is, you know, and Bobby you just touched on that actually about Stockley going down easily. Fulham are masters of the dark arts. Mm. Oh yeah. Every time, oh, mate, come on, it's just so frustrating. Every time it's like rolling around thinking, oh, he's actually hurt himself and he's not he's straight back up. Oh, with that, like, oh, I went down clutching his face. I forgot. I think it was Nugent who's actually. It's about mid chest height, and he's gone down clutching on his face. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Mm. Yeah. Just, well, Hey, you can um, tell you can tell that's a squad of players that have been in the Premier League recently, can't you? Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I thought that yesterday. They just 
Because I, I think that about us when we play against teams that have been promoted recently or whatever, we we look like a lot more seasoned. I think Fulham did yeah. that to us yesterday, really. Yeah, like when we played Barnsley, we just yeah. you could just we were a class above. But not that Fulham were a class above, just that they managed the game so well. Yeah. And when they got they got me, uh, Mitrovic and Kearney into the game in the second half, and then they were just you know they, they just managed us and contained us and they yeah. gave us no space on the ball at all. Yeah, but again, I, I think I think that. Yeah, yeah, I think, do that at one nil. Yeah. yeah, I think it can happen. That I just think I've seen a lot of a lot of negativity. I just think that can happen sometimes, mm. and it just happened, especially when your best player is not on the pitch. Um, you need to score the first goal. Yeah, yeah. We take one of them chances at, at nil nil. It's a different yeah. game. We're having a different conversation now, and there's not all that absolute hoo ha on Twitter that we've seen <laughs> over the past twenty four hours, right? <laughs> Honestly, well, because let's let's move on to that. It's just it's been a bit of a joke, in all honesty. And it, to be honest, it's been a continuation since West Brom. It's it's, it's been before that. It's just it, I've said it on here a few times. It 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 doesn't feel like we're in the playoffs. It's, no, it's just a weird mentality from. It's not even a few fans. It seems to have been quite a lot. Like it, I, I feel like there's a bit of a, a split. You're either on one side or the other. You're either. Mm-hmm. You're either swept away with what we perceive to be the negativity, or you're on what you might want to call our side, if you will, which is we're looking at the facts. Yeah, right, the performance in the last two games might not have been great, but what what genuinely what did people expect when you're playing first and third in the league? I'd go back as far as saying, but performance-wise, I think you can say that we've not actually played fantastically since a month, potentially. I was I gonna think... say since before the November international break. Yeah. I'd say we've not been on t- tip top form for months. Mm. But no, we've... but then you look at the form table for the last ten games and we're sixth. Well, yeah, performances I mean. and results are different though, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. I, I and I, I said on Twitter yesterday, I'd rather us play ugly football mm. and get us points now rather than play nice, pretty, you know, fancy dancy football yeah. losers games. Because end of the day, nice guys finish last. So yeah. let's start being dirty, not dirty, but let's start, you know, let's grinding out results. Manage games, manage games yeah. better. The yeah, only but, team in the playoffs, uh, sorry, that are challenging for the playoffs that are above us um, in the in the form table for the last ten games is Blackburn. Fulham are top, but they're comfortably in the playoffs. And then there's us in sixth. The the other teams are West Brom, Birmingham, and Wigan. We need to keep an eye on Swansea, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's sneaking. They're looking, they're looking strong. But again, it's no one's running away with it, are they? Mm. You know, we're six. I've been trying to tell this people today, like, if you look at the last six games, or however many games you want to look at, I think PNE have won three of the last six. Bristol City, I think, have won one of the last six. I think Blackburn have won two or three. I think only West Brom, Leeds and Wigan have won more than three of the last six games. Um, and... I saw a stat about Bristol City before. I think they've got 11 points against the top half all season. Bristol City are absolutely spineless. I'm more worried about Blackburn and Swansea, to be honest. Bristol City will finish, in, but they'll finish about 10th. Lee Johnson's yeah. a myth. Yeah. He is a myth. I've, I've, an absolute myth. Yeah, I thought he's this... spent so much money at that club. Mm. I, and he's got the backing of probably one of the best owners in the Championship. Yeah. I'm, a massive fa- I'm, a, I'm an absolute massive fan of him. Because he's absolutely banking, bankrolling that city. Yeah. Yeah, not just the football club. 
No, no. And you've got the hockey, the ice hockey, basketball stadium that he's building next to Ashton Gate. He's building the training ground. He's invested in the cricket club. Yeah. He's re- rebuilt the stadium. Steve Lansdowne, honestly, I would snap your hand off to have him here as, as our owner. But that's another story for another day. But, you know, he's um, he's bankrolling that club. And I mean, that is it. Jay, what's the big lad up front called that spent five and a half million quid on? Oh, yeah, yeah, five and a half million quid on him. Yeah. Right. You know, they've got Andreas Ryman, they've got obviously they sold Brian for Pity Penny, they, they bought Wells, um, they've got Calamo Dowder that I really rate, I think he's class. Snap your hand up to have him here. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they made a good money on Webster, the centre half. Yeah. But we invested it. We've got the two lads from Celtic, uh, from Chelsea, that Callas and um oh, what's the other fullback call? Silver. That's him. Yeah. The lads got from Chelsea. Yeah. Obviously they invested in the keeper well, the uh, David Bentley from, from Brentford, good yeah. keeper. So how the hell they're not in the top six with that size beyond me. Yeah. Lee Johnson is a myth. Interesting quirk as well. That yesterday was their first draw since November the twentieth, I think, or something like that. So they either win or lose. Um very, very streaky. Yeah. Streaky Lee, they call him on not the top 20, don't they? Yeah, shout yeah. out, not the top 20 for that one. Yeah, they went on a four-game winning run in January, but they've only won once in the last six. Yeah, so. the th- third bottom of the last six form table with one win. Yeah, and they're playing Fulham, Blackburn, Sheffield Wednesday, Forest, Cardiff, next this, five. Like you've been banging the drum on Twitter, Ollie, this is the thing that people aren't looking at. Another one as well. Another one, Blackburn have won four of the last 16 games. Four of the last 16? Yeah. Jesus. Crazy, isn't it? And somehow, somehow they're only however many points they are behind us. Three points, is it, behind us? Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think what we're going to see in these last 10 games, though, I mean, coming on, I know we've talked about you know fan reaction, but these next 10 games are, are, are the key ones, let's yeah. be honest, because this is where you make or break your season. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. I know we've only got four games in March, <laughs> But this but, month is huge. We've got three home games. Look, yeah. yeah, that's just what I was going to say. Looking at the fact that we've got three of the next four at home, going into, like you said, arguably the biggest 10 games that we'll have played all season. Well, definitely. You couldn't really have asked for a better mm. start to those, to those yeah. 10 games by having the, three of your next four at home. The way I've been looking at this, since um, before the West Brom and Fulham games, we were, I think we were three points clear plus goal difference, so essentially four points clear of Bristol City. And I said, I don't know if I said it to you or just thought it, Jake, but I, I said it was still three points clear after these, with two games left to play out of taking it. So we're two points clear now after them two games. There's 30 points to play for, but if you look at who's playing who in the next few games, the next few games, are the next, well, the games that Pearson out for the next four games are the biggest chance to make a little bit of, more of a gap going into the last six. Because yeah. the last six, you know already, everyone's going to lose their heads. Yeah. Everyone's going to lose their heads. The players are going to lose their heads as well. And By you know, everyone, fact, you mean fans? Yeah. Well, you could argue that some have already gone now. Yeah. I think it's just, oh, I mean, it's. I guess it's just the nature of being a football fan, but there just seems to be so much fickleness. Like, mm. I think what summed it up for me was at West Brom, <clears throat> I think it was like, I mean, midway through the second half and, Sean Maguire, he had the ball and he, I think he won like a, it was either a corner or a free kick. And all of a sudden, all the fans are chatting, yeah, oh, Sean Maguire, like, and it's all like he's great again. And then 10 minutes later, he's getting subbed off. And I hear about the same like 50 fans, then it's like, like jeering him when he's getting subbed off. 
Mm. So it's like, it just goes from one extreme to the other. Um, mm. There's no like happy medium. It's, you know, it seems, all... it seems to have been a little thing on Twitter in the last couple of weeks or so that people are pining for Stockley, Harrop, and Rafferty to start every game as if it's going to work wonders or whatever. I just this, don't understand it. This is going to be a point I was going to bring up was there's people pining for Stockley and Harrop that, I, I, yeah, Harrop had a, he had a good run through what, like end of December, January, mm. and he had a good run at the start of the season. But I'm sorry, apart from Rovers and the game the other week, what what else has Stockley done? People keep referring to he comes on and changes games, but I can't even remember the other one that he changed the other week. Rovers, to me, is the only standout game that he's come on and actually made a significant impact. Yeah, did well last week, actually. I think he does well. Does well when it's uh when like against more of like a low block like Hull in that second half when we need mm. we uh, needed Hull, to, yeah sorry that was the one. yeah we needed to rough him up a bit and just get he did ruffle up there like he got he occupied their two centre backs and allowed us to break a bit more on the left and right but mm. other than that yeah he's he's had a couple of good cameos in like uh, the last few months but I mean to to suddenly be clamouring for him to be starting every game is a bit it's pushing it a bit uh, same with like Rafferty when we've got Hughes fit. And he's been playing the last few games. Why? Why would we start Rafferty over Hughes when Hughes is an orthodox, natural left-footed, you know, fullback? Like it's the same thing. But people yeah. want Rafferty there. It just doesn't make sense to me. I think the, there's a couple of different issues here for me. The forward issue is neither of Nugent and Stockley can lead the line on their own. No. Um, you need someone up with them. We don't play in that that way. So realistically are they going to have a massive impact probably not unless you've got someone close to him especially mm. Stockley you know, you've got to have someone that's literally within five six yards of him for yeah. knockdown I think I'd say yeah, uh, he, he plays well with Brown Stockley yeah but you've got to play Brown as a 10 yeah that's that's, that, that's the thing since, since DJ's since DJ's come back in that's probably why Stockley's not been used as much yeah because he needs Brown is so good at running off the flick-ons and gambling on the flick-ons DJ doesn't yeah. do that yeah. yeah. So I think that's players. a big issue. That's yeah. a big issue. The fact that neither of our two main centre forwards can actually lead the line on their own. I think Barkey's probably the best at doing it. Yeah. Or yeah. Maguire, you know, in terms of actually being able to be mobile, get into space, actually, you know, work the line fairly well and be able to get mm. in behind the, the, the defensive line. Um, obviously, is Louis Mott going to be able to make the end of the season? None of us know, do we? Let's be honest. It's not something you'd want to bank on, is it? No, but if we're in the playoffs yeah. and you've got Fulham away, because if they finish third, we finish sixth, and you've got Fulham away, second leg, and you've got a choice between 80% fit Louis Malt and Nugent coming on as your sub, mm. I'm, probably, I'm probably leaning towards tricking Louis Malt in, being mm. honest with you, because at least he's yeah. going to be able to get, get him behind. If he's touch wood, he comes back fully fit, and you know he's not I've got any... Um, I suppose hangover from the from the ACL injury. Yeah, yeah, I'd be chucking him straight. In. God, well, yeah. he was he was back out running on the grass one day about two or three weeks ago. So, so you're looking at probably two months after that. Yeah, so you're looking at it'd be touch and go yeah, for it, wouldn't it? It'd be like Nugent. You know, when the first time around when Nugent was touch and go with playoffs when yeah. he went to Leeds, it's going to be like that, in it. You know, and maybe it's just written in the stars from coming to playoffs and to turn the game on its head, but. I don't know. I think that's the issue. We haven't got a we haven't got a forward who could lead the line. Yeah, I think another big miss has been Bowden on the right. I think even though he, the option. Yeah. 
Yeah, even though he's not been playing great, it means the only real player we can have on the right is Barky. Yeah. We can't yeah. really play... It's taken us the option away to play him up front, really, because Sinclair's not really made an impact yet. And I'm not sure if his suit is playing off the right anyway, even though he scored against Swansea off the right. But just having Bill as an option, just a left-footed option, someone who can actually beat a player, thread a little pass, I think mm. it's been quite a big miss, to be honest. Yeah, get, I get Barkey playing more more central, because arguably he is our best finisher. Yeah, or uh, even not, not even just Barkey playing more central, just another option. Yeah, yeah. Something different. We yeah, can't mix it up. There's no one it? else. Yeah, exactly. We can't really mix it up. If we're not if we're not breaking the team down, the only real option is Stockley. And if he can win his head, it's fair enough. If he can't, then he can't. But the other thing we could do is go to a diamond that we did against Barnsley. I think if another team's playing a diamond, then you match them up in that way like he did. But yeah. I don't think it's something that, it, you know, Alex Neal seems to be quite set on what formation he plays. Yeah. yeah. So the, our pattern of play, especially, um, and QPR have been playing the diamond a fair bit. So. What's he called? The lad who scored twice is it Eze? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched the um, I watched a bit of the rerun of the, of the first game and the amount of space he got that game. Yeah. We need to do a job on him. Uh, another thing I haven't mentioned before the break is Hugo got his thirteenth for the season yesterday. He's going to mention that at some point. Imagine, imagine, imagine you going in this team now. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'd be, no, I'll, 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 Ollie gets excited about him scoring for QPR. Never mind if he was scoring for <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be pushing top two, 100%. No, yeah, we, we probably we would because the amount yeah. he'd like... He's, he's, a, he's a perfect championship number nine. That's what he is. Yeah, you can do... There's not. He's like a complete forward, really. He's just a complete striker. Yeah. Uh, 100%. It's not a lot he's not good at. He's, he, you know, he's, his close control is good. He's good at finishing in the box. He can head. He's, his, finishing, yeah. his finishing lets him down, but apart from that, he's got absolutely everything that you'd want. Yeah, he gets in the positions, that, even, when he, you know, even when he does miss it. I guess at least he's getting in those positions where he can be dangerous. Um, he's on a good little run as well, so I hope he bags at the town end next weekend. What were you going to say to me? No, just, just on social media, really. I mean, especially Twitter. I mean, I think it's now is the time to support your team and get, and get behind yeah. them. I know it's not. I know not everything's going to go great, and let's be honest, not everything's going to go hunky dory in these last ten games of the season or, or post season, especially. You know, let's. I think you just got to get behind them and and be positive. You know, don't don't just keep slating McGuire and saying he's absolutely useless and not saying anything else about it or yeah, all the other usual things. You know, pots is this, this, and this, and you know, quite. Potts is probably unfit, let's be honest. He's, he's played, what, six games, six starts all season, something like that. It's just, yeah. of course, he's not he's not going to be fine on all cylinders at all. But I think he did a job yesterday, and I think Alex Neal trusts him in big game situations like like a pull him away. Yeah. Um, but just get behind him. And I, I mean, you know, I, it's what I'd want to see more than anything is, is us getting more than 11 and a half thousand home fans through the gate because the football we're playing is generally all right i know we're not playing fantastic at the minute but we're getting away with it and we're still sixth in the league and five home games left i think now's the time to sort of get your ass to deep down and actually get us over the line because yeah. we can actually make a bit of a difference and that's not and really it, like a rallying, rallying call or anything like that but i just think we just need to be a bit realistic we've got such a low budget as i think you've mentioned in your post jake and we're, we're, we're punching massively above the weight. We're six in the league. 
against teams that have got parachute payments and all the rest of the jazz that yeah. you get. Well, you need, you need to look no, no further than Bristol City, you mentioned before. The, but they've got they've got a, a, an owner that's chucking money at them. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. They're, like you know, us compared to them, you'd like you said you'd have expected them to have been easily comfortably in the top six. Yeah, and you got Stoke, in Fulham's position. Yeah, you got teams like Stoke who've got parachute payments still. You know, they've got the Coates family as their owners. You know, with all their billions of pounds from Bet Three Six Five, the a fight and relegation and. Mm-hmm. You know what? That can be their own fault for choosing the wrong man to lead them. You know, Nathan Jones is not going to be in the top six. Sorry, Ali. But we'll, um, we'll remind you of that come the end of the season with your little bet. But I think uh, give him time to turn it around, he would have turned it around. <laughs> Sunday no, acts too early. He's nah. a fraud. He's, he'll, he's be in, nah, he'll be in the Prem one day. If Alex Neal goes in somewhere, I go for Nathan Jones. Separate point. Yeah, we'll not talk about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, we're not demon gloom, please. Chatter. Trying to be positive, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, just um, let's get behind them. If it's nil nil or whatever after sixty minutes, and we just the, the tandem was unreal last week, last twenty against Hull. Uh, I think when we're shooting towards town, I think it actually does make a difference. Yeah. Even with like pressure on the referees and stuff, like I think Grant, Grant McCann said something similar, didn't he? That yeah, our fans but, played a massive part in yeah. um, in the referees' decision making or something like that. I think it honestly does make an impact. Well, it's like um, yeah, West Brom with uh, Fisher sending off. You saw as soon as you know, all right, it, it, looked, it did look a bit over the top, but their fans just you know made plenty of noise, made made a big reaction, and that could easily have you know swayed the ref from a a, a yellow to a to a red. Yeah, we we didn't mention that, but Kevin Fenn was absolutely frigging atrocious on Tuesday night. Yeah. You know, I know he. I know he made a name for himself when he bit sent Billy Jones off, but he was absolutely terrible. Was that yeah, him that geez. sent Billy Jones off? The, yeah. The second booking yeah. for the throwing. Yeah, yeah. Ten years ago. Jesus. I've, well, I've, I've, nev- I've, I've never seen that since. I've never seen someone get booked for taking too long on a throwing. Not on a second yellow. No. But he made a name for himself and got himself promoted on the back of it. So he he, he did what he needed to do for his own mm-hmm. career. Let's be honest, and he's refereed cup finals and God knows what else since. But for a Premier League ref to have such a shit game like he did on Tuesday night, it was just not acceptable. And he was let down by the other three officials as well. Because it wasn't yeah. just him. The fourth official was a mute. And the two other two liners didn't have a clue. So mm-hmm. that's my rant about referees. Because I'm usually I'm quite pro, I'm quite defensive about referees and how they how they perform and stuff. But them four were absolutely frigging disgraceful. So Yeah. You did say you did say to him before the game. I think either you, Jimmy, or Ollie, or maybe both of you, um, about he made a note of mentioning the fact that it was Kevin Friend in charge. Yeah, always have a little look at who the ref is. Lado Saturday had a good game, I thought. I thought he yeah. just forgot his cards on for, in first half because he could have booked three or four of theirs first half. Mm. Mm. A bit lenient, yeah. Especially I think, if, the... I think if that was Fisher on knockout, it's arguably be a red card, I think. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, Fisher didn't really make much of a meal out of it either. Like, he got up quite quick. He didn't, like, mm. put it in the referee's face or anything. So I think the ref just thought... Uh, just leave it but yeah I mean if it was the other way around I, I bet Fisher would have got a yellow for that yeah Fisher yeah, did go 100%. down like a shot Fisher yeah. did go yeah. down like, <laughs> I, I thought was, someone had done some damage on Fisher but to be fair it's just downhill isn't it but yeah. Yeah. I had a great game I thought to be fair yeah, I think he's been playing well yeah he's in he's, I, I think he's one of the best in the league honestly I man at match last week he had a decent game against West Brom until he got sent off yeah 
Playing well, good player, isn't he? And again, he managed to rattle. He managed to rattle Knockart. Then he rattled um, Mitrovic. Yeah. And then it's like someone else as well. Kearney, I think it was. He was just getting in it. He just he just winds everyone up. But it's such like yeah. a straight. He's, his aggression is. He's just such a tough tackler. But it get you know it riles the the opposition up. It's just he's just such a useful. I, he just gets stuck in, and he's so good going forward and like progressing. He, he's got a good eye for a pass as well. Like when he links up mm. with Barkley and playing he the does, ball. His little reverse passes when he snaps his hips at the last second are very underrated. Yeah. Snaps his hips. Yeah. <laughs> it's, how, it's how you disguise. It's how you disguise a pass. No, no, it's just I wasn't expecting to hear that phrase. Uh, I love see Darnell snapping his hips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of the best in the league. End of story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He did it to Brown and about ten I think it was about ten minutes in, he, he snapped his hips as you say and he like played the ball across the uh, the ball across to Brown and then it's just we get in those little triangles then with Barkey, Brown and Fisher and it's yeah. that's when we're so dangerous. Yeah. Put in a great cross for Nugent on Tuesday night as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, Darnell's that, that over that overturning of that red car was big news for us. Yeah, yeah we're so much more limited without Fisher because Hughes isn't Hughes is all right at getting forward, but nowhere near Fisher's level. And then Rafferty, just obviously, yes, there's, there's limitations going forward. So Fisher, so important on that on that right hand side. Just got limitations in general, mate. Let's be honest. Yeah. I hope you two have got your Twitter armor ready for when this goes out. I, I well, the, well, the Rafferty well, fans will be coming for you in force. Oh. Nah, but let's be honest. If you look at it, if you, objectively. None of this subjective bollocks like it's come from Rochdale, blah blah. I don't care where he's come from. If you look at it, objectively, he's very average. Mm. Mm. Nothing more, nothing less. Just very average. It's, it it's is as simple it'll be as that. Six out of ten every week. It'll be a six out, six out of ten every week. But well, that's about it. And yeah. if you want to be a top six side, then yeah. you need better than six out of ten every week. And this, ain't, this isn't me abusing Rafferty. I'm just saying he's very average. Um. Anyway, it's time for me to fall off my chair and go and get a brew, I think. Sam. Right, Sam, I'll see you in part two, boys. Right. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we'll have the next instalment of our quickfire questions for you all, and we'll look ahead to the QPR game on Saturday and a little bit more. Yeah, so straight into the quickfire questions. Ollie, you haven't got anything because of your your last-minute announcement. Uh, yeah, quickfire questions, 30 seconds to answer each. Um, there's two questions each this week for Jimmy and Bob, and we'll start with Jimmy. So this, this one comes from Jordan Bennion. Uh, who is at J underscore Bennion on Twitter. And he Top asks... Fella. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I'll take your word for it. Um, he asks, how can we set up to get Scott Sinclair firing? Right, you've got 30 seconds in three, two, one, go. I think with Scott Sinclair, um, it's been a bit of an interesting start for him. I don't think he's fully match fit, but I don't think the way that we've been playing probably suits him completely. I also think that form-wise, you can tell he's not played a lot of games in the past six months uh, to get him fully firing. 
getting game time, you know, and, and make sure they can impact the game at the top end of the pitch. But um, I don't think I'm on my own in terms of not being massively impressed by him so far. Perfect. Well, oh, a little bit over, but near enough. It'll do. Two seconds um, over. I had my timer on as well, mate. I'm making sure. sure. Um, yeah, Ollie, Bob, anything to add? Uh, I'd just say, go on, Bob, you go first. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, I agree, that was all. I think, yeah, it's just a case of him not quite being fit enough. And, you, yeah, like Jimmy said, you can tell he hasn't played in a while. And yeah. he's just not quite, it's not quite clicked. I mean, I think people thought after Swansea, then he'd, he'd start firing. But, I mean, yeah, he's just he hasn't looked as good as, I mean, we expected, but maybe we were just expecting too much. I think it is as simple as that for me. People were probably just expecting too much. And again, social media has played a massive part in hyping a player up who hasn't played football for six months. Really. Yeah, what, what I would say is our wingers, because they have to come so deep, because the fullbacks stay so narrow, our wingers basically have to track their fullback. I don't think he's used to that. Yeah, um, you're probably right. Probably he's not got cool. to, probably His position is coming inside a lot though as well. Yeah. So he's, you know, but I don't think we're getting him on the ball enough. I mean, them two home games, <clears throat> he had the least touches on the pitch. So we've got to get him in the we've got to get him in the game yeah. for me. And I think yes, I get that opposition is going to double up on him. They're going to see him as our biggest threat because let's be honest, going forward he probably is alongside Barkey our biggest threat. Yeah. But we've got he's at a level that should be able to combat that and actually be able to. I suppose counter that with his ability because he is better than what we've got. Mm. Um, it's frustrating because he just doesn't seem to have settled yet. It, you know, I think his best game was probably that Swansea game when he probably had a bit of a point to prove. Yeah. Um, yeah. The jury is still out, unfortunately. Would you start him at the weekend? I, th- I personally, I think you've got to start starting him because that's the only way he's going to get better. Yeah, I'd start him at the weekend. I think yeah, we'll start him at the weekend. Twenty-minute cameos isn't going to do him any good. Mm. No. So, uh, sorry, it's just not. It's just not. The guy needs minutes. He needs game time. We need to get him on the ball. Yeah, so got to start. And whether that's him going missing in games or it's us not actually getting the ball to him, you know, make your mind up what that is. But you know, for him to have the the least touches in the two home games that we've recently had, nah, that's you know, we've got to do better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Question two is for you, Bob. Uh, yep. This one comes from a friend of the podcast, Angie Morley, who is at useless45 on Twitter. Uh, Anything but useless, Angie. Go on, go and give her a follow. Go and give her a follow. Um, but yeah, Angie asks, who can do Ben Pearson's job for the next month? And you can go in three, two, one, go. That's a good question. Uh, but I, I, the one thing I'll say is there's no one who quite fits the profile of Pearson. So it's not like we can just put a like-for-like replacement in there. I think what we'll see is more of what we saw yesterday with Potts being used a bit more um, and Brett alongside Brown and DJ to just give us that energy. And then um, DJ maybe sitting back as more of a deep-line playmaker in front of the back four, trying to get us moving a bit. And then Potts and Brown um, having a bit more of a high press to so defend from the front. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Bang on, perfect. Ollie, Jimmy, anything to add? I think you, it's it's you can't replace a player like Ben Pearson, unfortunately. We haven't got somebody in our team apart from potentially Galley when he's playing that sort of deep quarterback style role that could potentially do the same job as him. Because with Pearson, it doesn't just do it's not just the defensive aspect of his game that's important. 
it's the way he actually controls the tempo of a game. It yeah. scruff of, he can take the scruff of the neck of a game, you know, yeah. and, and drive us forward, get us going. Players like that are, are A, hard to find, and B, hard to replace. Um, yeah. You know, and God help us, you know, in the summer, where if he goes, if we don't get promoted, mm-hmm. because, you know, players like Ben Pearson are... <laughs> you, you know, enjoy the best thing I would probably say is enjoy it whilst it lasts because he is a frightening prospect in this country. Yeah, he is, and he, I think that side of his game is so underrated as well. Just how he controls the game. And you see a lot of players rush. If you look at Ben Pearson, he's never rushed on the ball. He's so calm, isn't he? Yeah, you can't, you can't really. You've either got that or you've not, and he's just got it. He's just never rushed on the ball. He never just, plays just the first. Little... Doesn't on. just play it. Some players will just see a pass and play. He doesn't always play that pass. He just takes his time on the ball. I probably yeah. go. I go Gally and DJ with Brown ahead. Me. Um, just just on Pearson. If if we don't go up and he does go in the summer, who who a who would you go in for and b who do you think we should go in for? Lot of Doncaster by all yeah. account. Yeah, Ben Whiteman. I like Shandon Baptiste, but he's way above our level and he's gone to Brentford anyway. And That's another thing is, I seen a few people saying. Uh, Ledson, but Ledson's Ledson's not a de- not a Ledson's a different player. He's a, he's a completely different type of player to Pearson for me. Yeah, I think Ledson's actually got some good forward passing in him as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's positive when he gets yeah. the ball because he wants to get forward, and yeah. I, I think that's I think, a really good attribute to have. Yeah, I think with Ledson, he's in the awkward position between we probably can't loan him out, and he's probably not going to play much football, and he's at the age now where he needs to do one he or needs the to other. Be playing, doesn't he? Yeah. But we just probably can't loan him out. So we need him for the cover, but at the same time, he's only well, he's only played about what 200, 400 minutes or something this season. Yeah, we need him uh, for the cover, but you know, Neil's very yeah. reluctant to play him in certain games, so yeah, it's a bit of an awkward one. He's not one of the players he trusts, that's for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, so question three, then this one's back to you, Jimmy. Again, 30 seconds, but you know that, I'm sure you do. Well, you definitely do. I like this one in fairness. It's from Ben Errington, who is at Ben underscore Ezies, E-double-Z-E-S on Twitter. Uh, and I think he's just trying to put a positive light on things as opposed to the usual shite from most fans. But he asks, uh, should we start looking at other teams' results going our way? That's said with inverted commas. As missed opportunities for us to cement our place in the top six as opposed to them being a let-off. And you can go in three, two, one, go. I think at this stage of the season, everyone's going to pick up and drop points accordingly. Um, and I'm of the mindset at the minute that just focus on us and sod everyone else around us. You know, I don't give a shit what Blackburn are doing or Swansea or whoever, Brentford, Forest. Let's just focus on us because if we get another 20 points, we're in the playoffs. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't really, it doesn't really bother me what they're doing, to be honest. Um, let's just focus on ourselves. Cool. 31, that'll do. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I tend to agree. Um, Ollie, Bob, anything to, to chuck into the mix? No, I think... Uh... I just think the comments the comments <clears throat> saying we're only in the top six because we've been lucky all season is absolute rubbish. That's all I'd say. You don't you don't get lucky over a full season. No. It just doesn't happen. Give the team a bit of respect. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a point again, isn't it, that people... Like putting a negative spin on things, don't they? So, looking yeah. for a, any excuse to to slag the team off in some way, but that you know they like they got there on merit. Like you don't 
you don't end up in sixth at this stage of the season by playing poorly and other teams dropping points around you. You get there by winning games. And now it's just a case of 10 games to go. If we can win six of those, a uh, couple of draws, maybe. Well, it's, I mean, it's optimistic. But if we can win six, then, eight, you know, that's good. Um, you're looking, could be there or thereabouts. So I think 74 points does it. Yeah. It's going it to uh, come down to the last game. I don't yeah. think it is. Because I think, I, well, I think... I think I it's going to be... <clears throat> two weeks ago, me and you said, Jim, uh, Jimmy, didn't we, that there's going to be something on that Bristol City game. But I think yeah. the, the more it's, that it... I think it's going to come down to the Bristol City game. I think it's going to be more on us than it is on Bristol City. I don't think Bristol City will be in the picture by then. They'll have dropped off by then. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I fully... It's, unless, unless, again... You know, like we said before, not the top 20 boys refer to Lee Johnson as streaky Lee. There's nothing to say that they can't go on uh, another run of form where they, they pick up more points than, than us. They're, they're playing seven of the, the seven of their 10 games were against top half <coughs> teams. See, I, I just I just don't think it's... I, I don't think they're going to get out of it because Lee Johnson, when he gets in a rut, he struggles to get out of it. Yeah. You know, like the other year when they were... They were like flirting with relegation at one point because he was at, we, it was only like nine games yeah. losing like losing massive yeah. losing streak mm-hmm. at I one think point. That's when we beat him five nil, wasn't it? Around then. Yeah, because we all started getting sacked in the morning. They kept him yeah. in job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I just think I just don't think they've got it in them. I think if it comes down to it, and we need a point out of it. Then God help us. Yeah. You know, I think it's going to come to it. I just think it is. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling it is. We go to Brentford as well a week, couple of weeks before, don't we, I think? Yeah, Forest, that, Brentford. Last five games are horrific for us. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know they are. That's why these these games, while Pearson are, is out, are massive for these games now. Got to get, like, got to get some points, like, at least seven points in the next three home games. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. And then Luton's we... not an easy away <laughs> game now, either. Ah, so, it's tough. It's yeah, a tough game. Not at home. We need nine yeah. points this month for me. Nine points out of 12. Yeah. Yeah, so the last question then for you, Bob. Uh, this one comes from uh, Luke Southworth, who is unsurprisingly just at Luke Southworth on Twitter. Um, I've slightly amended it, but he asks, should we expect more from DJ? He's supposed to be our creative creative playmaker and we aren't creating chances. And you can go in three, two, one, go. Now, I'm pretty sure Jimmy said something similar on Twitter, but after such a serious injury and, and quite a long spell out, like it, it, it was important not to put too much pressure on his shoulders. I think he's actually had a few decent performances in that spell. He's, against Wigan and Barnsley, he played well. And um, a few of the other games have just been, like Millwall was a poor team performance overall. Um, so I don't think he's necessarily, I think he's been all right. And against Fulham, playing as that deeper sort of playmaker, uh, he was all right again. But I just think it's been important not to rush him back too much and expect him to suddenly start you know, producing a goal and assist every game or yeah yeah apart from being like six seconds over that wasn't too bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um jimmy ollie anything to add no i think it's i think it's like put on twitter before I, you, you can't put too much pressure on someone when they've been out with such a you know after having two months off and then playing eight out of the last nine games when not what you know mm. if you remember his first game back it wasn't fully fit you know yeah, he was he was rushed straight back in wasn't he yeah, so, I mean, for him to play eight out of the last nine, I think he's only come off as a sub twice as well in that time. I don't think we've, we've just got to give him a little bit of, you know, a bit, of, a bit of slack. Yeah, yeah, because 
I don't think he's going to hit the heights that he did early on in the season when he was, you know, everything touched turns to gold. Um, mm. You know, let's hope he saves that for the last sort of five games. And mm. the thing is, though, there's not we haven't really got another option at the minute because if Galley's not well and Pearson's out, <clears> you've <throat> got to play DJ and, and Brown as your holding team midfielders, and that takes away from both of their games, arguably, because they're both better in that number ten role. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the reasons that he was brought back as soon as he was because we are quite limited. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he's playing 10, 15 yards further back than he was at the start of the season as well. Yeah. Even if even if he's playing as a number ten or whatever, he's been more withdrawn anyway. Mm. Um, but he's got to the stage now, DJ, where he's just a very solid championship midfielder for me. Mm. Yeah. He doesn't really let you down, does he? He used to have games where he was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's got a level of performance now, similar to Ben Pearson. Alan Brown's not that far off for me either. You just get a level of performance out of him. Which is probably why he started all the games, because Alex Neal knows <clears> what he's <throat> going to get, basically. Yeah, well, Alan Brown's improved as he's got more of a run in the side as the season's gone on. Yeah. Which is no coincidence. But that's what I mean about Sinclair. If you yeah. start, if you play somebody and they're actually getting game time, and Potts is going to be very similar to this as well, if they're getting match minutes under the belt and they're actually being able to get used to a match situation, because they can have as many bounce games as they want at the spring years, they're not, they're not going to compete with what a game's like in the championship in terms of pace and ferocity. Yeah. You know, it's just a completely different level in terms of that. And, I think you've got to give players like that minutes. Browns look miles better now. He's actually got a stable running the side pretty much, mm. and you know now he's had his little little boy. I think he's had so you know I think he's come. His performances have come better now. He's probably got less haziness at home. That's probably the best, nicest way to put it. Because yeah. let's be honest, when you you have got things going on in your personal life, it's going to affect your performance. And I, yeah, I don't care. I don't care if people are getting paid ten grand a week or whatever. You know the, the humans at the end of the day. Someone said on Twitter the other week about uh, that they should be pe- they're getting paid the money that they are doing. They should be able to just accept it. That they're not inhuman. That, that they've got emotions. They've got things going on. And just because they're getting paid, uh, you know, life changing sum of money doesn't mean they're not going to be affected by normal life events and life changes. Mm. I think we just need to be be real to it. You know yeah. that they. They're exactly the same as us. They've probably got exactly the same shit going on in the personal lives as we all do. So, you know, could you go out and do your best for 90 minutes every week, especially the physical intensity of the championship, then you probably couldn't, let's be honest. Mm. So. Well, we'll look ahead to the QPR game then on Saturday. Our last 10 against QPR, they won one, which was a game earlier this season. We've won six and drawn three. But to say that, this QPR game on Saturday is going to be an easy game is an overstatement and I think an oversight on anyone that says that. Yeah. Best striker in the league coming to Deepdale. Um, <clears throat> some very good players. Easy's a great player. Asai Samuel's a very good player. Got a couple of good lads in the middle as well. Don't, everyone knows he can score quite a lot of goals. Um, but these are the sort of games now where you just got to win. you got to get over the line. Um, obviously they've lost Snarky Wells as well haven't they yeah um, but I think their away form's quite poor in it I think they're struggling to score away um, I don't think they win many but they've gone to Forest and ground out a 0-0 I 
they've gone Swansea ground out a nil nil as well. So it's not going to be a walk in the park by any stretch. And they have got some good players, but yeah, it's one of them that you just got to yeah. get over the line. They've it's not, not scored be... in the last three away games either, have they? Yeah, not scored in the last three away games, and and admit, oh, well, over the course of the season, they're conceding on average 1.7 goals per game. Mm-hmm. And, a, and in the league, only one team have kept fewer clean sheets than QPR. So defensively, they are very, very weak. But obviously, going forward, it's going to be a bit of a difficulty without Ben Pearson to contain easy and contain, yeah. like, uh, I'll say Samuel and Hugh, or Hugo, obviously. It's going to be, we're going to be occupied a lot of the back. So it's a case of, um, I mean, we, we've got more of a chance of breaking them down, but I mean, yeah, we, I'm I'm a bit worried about Pearson, how we're going to like, contain yeah. some of the attacking players. If I'm if I'm Hugel on Saturday, I'm just going to go and stand on Ben Davis. Yeah. Basically, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not, I won't go anywhere near Bauer. Just go and stand on Ben Davis. Well, th- but, yeah. 13 goals and 36 appearances this season. Um, not bad for a donkey, is it? That Ooh, no, yeah. definitely not. Good player, isn't he? Well, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the big thing for me, and I think we said it when we played QPR away, is obviously they haven't kept clean sheet all season at that point. Mm. And they've kept four clean sheets since we played them. Um, obviously, including those two nil nils. Um, you know, they, I think they beat Leeds at home 1 0 and beat Birmingham away. They're the other two clean sheets they've had mm. since we played them. Um, obviously, unbeaten in five as well. Yeah, not scoring goals away. I think they've scored two goals in the last six games away, but they've got a team that could hurt us if mm. we're not careful. And it's just it, it, be be careful because the last thing we want is to go into a game and it, and be, you know, a little bit like a a, a Millwall or a you know a Reading. It feels yeah. I was just gonna say it feels a lot like the Reading game to me. But Reading were in good form when we played them. Let's be honest. Reading yeah, they good. were. They ball for them. They were in good we, form. We, we played Reading and Borough when they were both shit hot. Yeah, they yeah. were top. They were both top two in the form table at the time, weren't they? Well, they're yeah. not far off in terms of the last five. I mean, they've been beaten in the last five games, so they're going to be top half in terms of the form table. They are above us on goal difference in the last six. They're tenth. We're eleventh in the last six form table with nine, both on nine points. Mm. So they're in top half. So. You know, it's not going to be an easy game. You know, I think it's let's just get behind them. Let's not be negative. I mean, if we do fall behind, because we've not kept a clean sheet in a bloody long time now. No. 15 home games. 15 home games in a row we conceded a goal. That's not That's not pretty. So, but, uh, gonna, so you're thinking we're going to have to score two to win? Struggling, aren't we, a little bit? But Let's just hope the, 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 the loss of, of Pearson doesn't massively affect us. But... Mm. You know, I think it's um, we've got to win our own games. We've got to win yeah. games. We've got to yeah. take nine points out this month. You know, so we've got to start Saturday. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd bring Gallian if, if if he's available. He, he'll, he'll start for me. I'd bring Sinclair in. I'd probably bring Stockley in to be honest. Take yeah, Nugent I, and Maguire out. I'm not a fan of Stockley, as you know, but I, I just think if you get if, if I think if you get at their defence. And you get around the box. That's the best chance we're going to have a score. And we're not going to be able to play through them. Who are their two centre halves? It's the big, the big German lad. That's Leisner. Yeah. Is it the uh, ex uh, ex Brentford centre half Barbe? Uh, yeah. And then yeah, Masterson. And then they got Ryan Manning and Angel Rangel on the other side. Ryan Manning's a very good fullback. Um, right, yeah. Good player. Him. 
Uh, yeah, Rangel on the other side. So you can get at him. I, I'd, I'd just, I'd go with Stockley. Make it, make it one of them games. I'd go with pace. I'd go with Maguire, um, Sinclair, and Barkley's your front three. Mm. I wouldn't mm. be averse to that. I just think Maguire just, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather bring, I'd rather use him as a sub at this point. He's looked good when he when he's when he had that spell a few weeks back and he was in and out and I think he, he for me he looked better when he was coming on with 20 30 minutes to go and making more of an impact. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, I think, I think he will start Stockley. Just got a feeling he will. Cuz he obviously listens to a lot of fans on Twitter. <laughs> go on, Bob, what were you going to say? No, well, um yeah, I don't know. It's funny one with Maguire because I think you saying on Twitter, Ali, um, last week, something about him. Um, I think I saw on Twitter about him losing, like you said about losing that um, burst yeah. of acceleration. I've asked, is, I've asked yeah. a couple of the, the journalists to ask him about this. They won't go near it, but I think he's, definitely, he's definitely lost it. Yeah, he just doesn't look quite as sharp as he did. I don't know whether that's confidence as well, but yeah, yeah maybe just trying him off the bench uh, for the last twenty minutes, and if 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 needs be, and just seeing if he. Uh, yeah, it he feels just, like every performance at the minute is just a continuation for Maguire. Just yeah. a little bit. Same. He's not. He's not flat. I just honestly think he's lost that burst of pace that made him so dangerous. Honestly. It probably needs rest. Yeah, needs I was gonna say if you look at how many games he's played, he's probably played 33, 34 games. Yeah. And he's never done that in in England before, at the Championship. So, I just well, think I <clears throat> bring him off the bench, me. Will you have played League of Ireland? How many games in League of Ireland season? I think it's only, it's only 20 odd, isn't it? I thought it was 32, something like is that. It, uh, it's that sort of number, but I don't yeah. think even then, because I don't think he'll have gone through a full season of playing every game either. Yeah. So I don't think he'll have actually played as many minutes in a season as he has done this year. Yeah. I just And, you know, for the way their season works as well, with it being what, February to October, November, whatever it is. I just think he needs a breather. I just, yeah. I, I genuinely do. Just think he needs a, you know, even if it's a couple of weeks off, you know, just to, and maybe it is wait till the end of the month when we've got the international break. Mm-hmm. But even then, he's going to be going on international duty. So, yeah. you know, and he's he'll never had that either before. Mm. So it's just all this flying around and getting games in here, there, and everywhere. And I, I just think it is affecting him. And I want him to do well. And I, I don't think anybody wants him to fail here because I, I I think a lot of people genuinely like him. Yeah. But I just think he's he's just looking like he's running on empty, bless him. Yeah. And I like him a lot. He's yeah. a good he's a good footballer. He's a good footballer, Maguire. He's not he's not even getting in the box as much as he used to and that was his his thing like because his close control and his skill is so it's right yeah. up there. Like, he used to burst into the box and You'd, yeah, you'd, you'd, you know, he could buy a foul, buy a penalty, or but he's not even getting the in the start of this season. He was doing that, wasn't he? Yeah, he won three penalties. He's not even getting, but he's not getting into those positions anymore. Which yeah. is, a, mm. I think. Do you, remember, do you remember the um? Do you remember the three 0 against Cardiff, early yeah. two thousand and seventeen? Do you remember the goal yeah. that he scored? He took that little touch past the defender. He did it twice. Yeah. So that little burst of pace got his shot off. Quite a tight angle as well. Like. Yeah, he, just, he blasted it in with such confidence. Yeah, it's that little, little two yards of pace. Yeah, that he can't seem to create anymore. His debut that pre-season game against Burnley. Yeah, and he came on at half time and he was electric. 
Yeah. And I just think, I, I genuinely think, I don't know if it's because he's lost that yard of pace with his hamstrings or if he's just actually running empty. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like Jimmy's saying, whatever whatever the case is, he just needs a rest. I think what I think the reason why Neil does play him is perhaps because he, he does track back um, against Fulham. I was just keeping an eye on him and he did get back quite a lot. Uh, helping out Hughes, I think that's the side of the game that Neil likes. The, yeah. work, the work rate is still there. It's just the, um, I don't know, just the quality in the final third is just yeah. Mm. yeah obviously, Neil obviously trusts him, doesn't he? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Neil knows what he's going to get from McGuire. Yeah. 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 He's going to get plenty of hard work, but we're just missing that outlet going forward. Yeah. That's why. That's why I That's why I leave him on the bench on Saturday. At the end of the day, though, from Shawnee's point of view, and I think he said this in the press the other day, all he needs to be concerned with is what's being said in the changing room and inside the club. Mm. At, at, the, at this moment in time, with how bad it's been, fuck the fans. Yeah. From Shawnee's point of view. Yeah, but it's the, fans that, it's the fans that can actually help him as well. Because if your fans are behind you, it can give you that little bit of extra, you know, that little bit of 10% extra that you might need or that little bit of confidence boost when things aren't going to plan. You know, last thing he needs is people getting on his back. And I, and I think I think that is starting to change a little bit. Uh, it's in something, I think it was the Mooching Twitter page yesterday of um, one of the party boats in Fulham of them singing singing a song about him. And yeah, I think I think that is starting to change, but there's still that little that little element of negativity that I don't think will ever go away, to be honest. You know, he could he could score two in the next three and then not again until the end of the season and people would be straight on his back again. Yeah, but the thing is, Jake, right, if he scores on Saturday, if he goes with fans, you know, the ears celebration or whatever, then you're not helping the situation at all. Yeah. So, or, or whatever he does there. Because end of the day, the fans want him to do well. I don't, you know, you're going to get the odd dickhead out there that's going to send you messages or tweet stuff that you're not good enough and stuff. Well, fuck them, because then they've, they've never played a professional game themselves, have they? And they're never going to because they're a part league player, if that. Mm. Um, so let's just, if, if you score, celebrate and freaking get get the relief height system, but don't take out on the fans that the majority of them have backed him. Yeah, you know? there, has to, there has to be an end point, doesn't there? There has to be something that, that, that clicks. And, and it's obviously never going to come from the fans as a, as a whole. There's only ever going to be um, sections of the fans that put a stop to it. So I think for me, it falls on, it has to come to the player is the one that has to put an end to it. And like you said, you know, doing like the, the fingers in the ears stuff, it, it's just like casting a grenade into a bloody... Well, it's just putting petrol on the fire, that's all it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're going to say something completely different here, Ali. No, nah, I just I just like that. I just like it. But <laughs> I, I don't think there's any other team in the league who's probably had three or four players done the exact same. And that probably says a lot about our fans, doesn't it? Yeah. DJ's done it, Maguire's done it, yeah. Barky's done it. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's just straight from their point of view, isn't it? That yeah. they've got they've got people jibing at him and giving him grief all the time when yeah. end of the day they're going out and doing the best they can. Yeah, they're doing a hell of a lot better than what any of us clock could do. No yeah, offense. I can hundred, I can hundred percent understand why they do that. It, it must just be sheer frustration. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> considering where they are in the league, sixth in the league, when everyone was predict, well, a lot of people predicting more sort of mid-table finish, and then for them then to not even not get the back in the expect at home with a you know 
average sort of crowd attendance and then to get the stick online as well it's yeah you, yeah. you can't see why they do it yeah right i think unless anyone's got anything else to add we'll um um, to, to coin to coin my favourite phrase, one that Ollie hates, I think we'll call that a pod. What about score prediction for next Saturday? I knew you'd come in with that. I can always rely on you, Ollie. I'll go um, first then. I'll go first. One one, Jordan Hugill. And Preston. Patrick Bauer. Fair enough. Bob. From open play, by the way. Ooh. Okay. Um Hugill to take the lead uh for QPR one 0 and then we'll come back and win. Uh, yeah, come back and win 2-1 Stockley with the winner um, Brown, Brown with the other Yeah, fair enough Jimmy? Um, I'm going to say 2-0 I think it's about time we have a clean sheet at home I, I also think Alan Brown will score I don't know about the other I think we'll get a clean sheet I think it'll just be 1-0 I think Sinclair will score again or Shawnee will get one Three wins and a draw, predictions very positive. Mm-hmm. Let's hope for um, three points. Yeah, as I said, unless anyone else has got anything else to add, then we'll 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 tie it up. We'll finish it there. Um, round of applause for the ninth minute for Jordan Hugel as well. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Send him to Anfield. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest Liverpool fan living. Um, right, yeah. Thank you very much for listening to episode 34 of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, as always, you can find us on all the social media channels that I mentioned at the start and on all good streaming slash podcast platforms. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about anything, whether you want to write to the site, give us a bit of stick, talk to us about the pod or any of the content, you can email us at fromthefinny at gmail.com. And finally, thank you to you boys for coming on. It's been good fun. I've enjoyed it. A long one, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Cheers, guys. boys. Thank you.